Hello and welcome back to First Pages Readings, where books are celebrated as cultural messengers. And thanks for joining me. Welcome to Episode 57 of First Pages Readings. Today I'll be reading from three important and insightful middle-grade books, so let's get started. Today's first book is Becoming Naomi Leon by Pam Munoz Ryan. This is a story of self-discovery that is tender and wise and filled with the hard-earned lessons of growing up and finding one's voice. The main character, Naomi, lives with her great-grandmother and brother in California because their mother left seven years before. They begin a journey to Oaxaca, Mexico, in search of Naomi's father. And as the journey unfolds, many difficult topics, including a parent's alcoholism, are addressed. The book begins with Naomi feeling uncertain about many things, and ends with her understanding herself, her family, and her Mexican heritage better. The story is accessible and beautiful, and leads to understanding, acceptance, and wisdom. For Becoming Naomi Leon, I'll read from the book's first two pages. A Rabble of Yesterdays I always thought the biggest problem in my life was my name. Naomi Soledad Leon Outlaw But little did I know that it was the least of my troubles, or that someday I would live up to it. It had been a double month of Sundays since Graham, Owen, and I were knitted together, snug as a new mitten. I can point a stick, though, at the exact evening we started to unravel, at the precise moment when I felt like that dog in an old Saturday morning cartoon, the one where the mutt wears a big woolly sweater and a fox runs up and pulls a hanging-down piece of yarn. Then the fox races off with it, undoing the tidy stitches one by one. Pretty soon, the poor dog is bare to its skin, shivering, and all that had kept it warm is nothing more than a bedraggled string. A Paddling of Ducks There we were, minding our lives with the same obedience as a clock ticking. A few weeks earlier, the sun had switched to its winter bedtime. So even though it was early evening, the sky was dark as pine pitch. That meant that Graham, Owen, and I couldn't sit outside on the white rock patio. Instead, we had to crowd around the drop-down table in the living room kitchen of Baby Beluga. That was what Graham called our Airstream trailer. She was the absolute expert at calling things what they resembled, and thought it looked like a miniature whale next to all the double-wides at Avocado Acres Trailer Rancho. The trailer park was called this because it was surrounded on three sides by the largest avocado ranch in Lemon Tree, California. The name Lemon Tree did not appeal to Graham's sense of description because, as she pointed out, there wasn't a stick of citrus in sight. A giant plastic lemon did sit on a pedestal at the Spray and Play, a combination car wash, deli playground, and one of our favorite places. That lemon was a tribute to the fact that there used to be fruit orchards in San Diego County, before the builders came and put a house on every scratch of spare dirt.
Today's second book is Zachary Ying and the Dragon Emperor by Shirin J. Zhao. This book is a fun-filled roller coaster ride. Zachary discovers his destiny is to host the spirit of the first emperor of China for a critical mission. The story combines Chinese history and mythology, along with some science fiction and anime-like adventures. The book's action is nonstop. It's filled with a sense of wonder and purpose, and the fantasy building pulls you in while Zachary's journey takes many wrong turns. It's such an entertaining and interesting book. The first page of Zachary Ying. How to Get Superpowers by Reading Wikipedia. Zach had learned to stop opening the lunches his mom packed for him in front of his friends. He didn't eat them anymore either. He loved his mom's cooking, but his friends always wrinkled their noses as if the pungent sauces and spices hit them like a physical wave. Of course, they made a big deal out of how the one Asian kid in school had the weirdest food. Ugh, he hated that this was a stereotype. Why care what others say? His mom had been baffled when he'd begged her to just make him sandwiches. My cooking is way tastier than slices of meat slapped between bread. She wasn't wrong, but she didn't understand the problem. Zach had finally gotten a steady friend group after going to a different middle school than his few friends from elementary. He didn't want to risk getting left out again. Yet, no matter how many times, he told his mom she didn't need to cook him full-on Chinese meals. She never listened, because where would you get your nutrition? And whenever he'd come home with his lunch uneaten, even with the excuse that he'd been practicing fasting for Ramadan, her scientist side would activate, and she'd unleash yet another lecture about the daily amount of protein and healthy vegetables a 12-year-old boy needed. It was easier to just pretend he'd eaten them. Today's third book is Maybe He Just Likes You by Barbara D. This is a wonderful book that addresses an important topic for both girls and boys. It's the story of Mila who gets repeated and unwanted physical hugs and touching from classmates. When she tells others, no one believes her though eventually, through a new friendship and lessons learned in a karate class, she gains confidence and begins to trust herself and find her voice. This book is educational. It highlights a young girl's confusion and self-doubt and teaches middle school kids that touching another can cross a line. The first page of Maybe He Just Likes You. Pebbles. Every day that September, the four of us escaped outdoors. The weather was warm, a little too warm for fall, if you thought about it. And the cafeteria smelled gross, like melted cheddar cheese and disinfectant. So when the bell rang for lunch, we each grabbed something fast, a container of yogurt, a bag of chips, an apple, and ran out to the blacktop, where you could play basketball or run around or just talk with your friends and breathe actual oxygen for 30 minutes. Today was Omi's 12th birthday, and we'd plan a surprise. While Max distracted her inside the cafeteria, Zara and I would run out to the blacktop and make a giant O out of pebbles. The O was my idea. Her actual name was Naomi Jahinta Duarte Chavez, but we called her Omi for short. And the thing about Omi 
was that she collected things from nature. Seashells, bird feathers, stones in weird shapes and colors. So first we'd give Omi a birthday hug, inside the O, and then we'd give her a little red pouch of chocolate pebbles. Basically M&Ms, but each one a different pebbly shape and color. It wouldn't be some generic babyish birthday celebration, with cupcakes for the whole class, like you did in elementary school. Just something personal and private for our friends. But what happened was, the exact second Zara and I stepped outside, Ms. Wardak, the lunch aide, blocked us. Usually she ignored us, and we ignored her back, although not today for some reason. Why are you girls out here? She demanded. You're supposed to get lunch first. We know, but it's our friend's birthday, Zara said, and we wanted to make her name out of pebbles. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.